The Gospel reading for this morning comes from Matthew's Gospel, beginning in the second chapter at the first verse. And Matthew wrote these things. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem Village, Judah Territory, this was during Herod's kingship, a band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signaled his birth. We're on pilgrimage to worship him. When word of their inquiry got to Herod, he was terrified, and not Herod alone, but most of Jerusalem as well. Herod lost no time. He gathered all the high priests and religion scholars in the city together and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? And they told him, Bethlehem, Judah territory. The prophet Michael wrote it plainly, It's you, Bethlehem, in Judah's land, no longer bringing up the rear. From you will come the leader who will shepherd rule my people, my Israel. Herod then arranged a secret meeting with the scholars from the east, and pretending to be as devout as they were, he got them to tell him exactly when the birth announcement star appeared. Then he told them the prophecy about Bethlehem and said, Go and find this child, leave no stone unturned. As soon as you find him, send word, and I'll join you at once in your worship. Instructed by the king, they set off. Then the star appeared again, the same star they had seen in the eastern skies. It led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They entered the house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. And overcome, they kneeled and worshipped him. Then they opened their luggage and presented gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh. In a dream, they were warned not to report back to Herod. So they worked out another route left the territory without being seen, and returned to their own country. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O God, you are the word through whom all creation came into being. Rivers and trees, Mountains and valleys, birds and horses, wheat and corn, sun and stars, rain and thunder, wind and storm, and people, male and female, young and old, black and white, brown and red, farmers and teachers, monks and merchants. You, O oh Lord, can be found in all of creation because you spoke it into existence and saw that it was good. So today we just thank you for the beauty of all that is. Open our ears and our minds and our hearts to your word for us this day. Amen. Many, many legends have grown up around the story of the wise men. One of them is that they were three kings. The Gospel account does not say there were three of them, or five, or ten, or thirty-five. 
I think the idea of three came from the gifts that were given. One king for each gift. Truth is, we don't know how many or even who in the world they were. Were they really kings? Probably not. Matthew calls them wise men from the east, or a band of scholars, if you will, in the message. We do know that they probably had some interest and knowledge of astronomy, which explains why they would have noticed and been so excited about noticing this unusual star in the story. As they would later say to Herod in the story, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that heralded his birth. We were on a pilgrimage to worship him. You know, the idea that heavenly signs marked the births and deaths of great leaders, that was widely accepted in the Eastern culture. What these men saw intrigued them, excited them enough to inspire them to leave their homeland and to set out and follow this star. Some scholars estimate that they came from far enough away that their trip may have taken four months not including time to make preparation for the journey. So this morning I ask you to imagine yourself seeing a sign, understanding something about it from afar, and deciding to go seek it out. Those wise people left what they knew to go and worship this newborn. They made a dramatic commitment of time to search for the king. You know, the gift of time is one of the most precious gifts that anyone can give anyone. The gift of time is one of the most precious things that anyone can give to Jesus. Now, these scholars met God in the middle of their everyday lives. They probably were going about their business, maybe even at work, when God gave them a sign. God's not limited to meeting us in a certain place at a certain hour. God can and frequently does speak to us anywhere, anytime. Perhaps what we can learn here is to be kind of prepared, alert to what God may have prepared for us in this life. And then if we look at these wise people, we really need to be ready to do something. These scholars could have noticed the appearance of the star and done nothing more. They could have noticed that this star probably announced something special and then gone on about their business, but they did something. They started a journey from afar. When God presents us with a new opportunity, are we really willing to get up and go? Are we ready to begin a new journey of faith? Maybe this story reminds us that when we do that, when we commit to a journey, something quite remarkable awaits us.
And then one of the most intriguing aspects of the story to me is the turn that these wise men took as they neared the end of their journey. On their way to Bethlehem, they stop in Jerusalem to ask directions from Herod. What wise man stops to ask for directions? <laughs> you know, maybe this visit really isn't so crazy. After all, they were on a journey to welcome the new king of the Jews. They probably assumed that Herod had a newborn son. So they went to Herod's court, and they asked where he might be found. And they're told Bethlehem, Judah territory. The prophet Micah wrote about it plainly. And when they had heard the words of Scripture, they made it to their destination. And when they finally got there, they found Jesus in the right place at the right time. And they worshipped him. And they presented him with gifts. And after a dream warned them not to return to Herod, they went home by another way. You know, I can't help but think that this story may seem very dramatic and over the top and beyond us somehow. <coughs> Yet, I maintain the story of these wise people syncs up with much of our experience. I close with a quote from Sarah Maitland who wrote in her book, A Big Enough God, these things, and I quote, I admit to finding it hard to grasp really and finally that if there is a show going on, we are not the audience. And there is no place outside where we can take a seat and settle down to watch. The risky and changing nature of the universe, its slow history and its internal creativity goes on in me, in us all, as much as in the farthest star. Indeed, the two are not so separate or different. For the stuff of which I am made, and the far-flung stars are made, is the same stuff. I think this is something to think about this Epiphany Sunday. Praise God for all of it. Amen.